This is a very profound image of the virgins with their oil lamps, the five that were wise and five that were foolish, and the warning to stay awake. The warning, like we heard just recently in another parable of Jesus, that said the bridegroom was going to be long delayed. 2,023 years was not something the apostles probably thought about would be the case. But he, the fact that he would be delayed for so long, and he gives images to help them understand this is how you are to live. Now, if we would have been in that moment of Jesus giving the parable, and then the story ends, and I'm left there with the community wondering, well, gosh, what was that about? We could speculate all day and never know. What I appreciate is for us, 2,023 years later, reading in hindsight, when Jesus uses this image of the light, keeping your lamps burning, what is he applying it to? Well, I have the rest of the Christian context now to fill it in. And so you read the first reading from St. Paul. What was he urging the Christians to do? How was he urging them to, quote-unquote, keep their lamps burning? What did that look like? And what I appreciate, again, we keep hearing St. Paul to the Thessalonians insisting he's not coming to them with human wisdom that they can follow kind of whimsically. Well, we'll take some of your stuff, Paul, but that's your philosophy. We're going to mix it with something else's philosophy and do what the pagans do a little bit. Just kind of mix and mingle. He's like, no, no, no. Whoever disregards what I tell you, St. Paul says, the church says in St. Paul's day, disregards not human beings or the wisdom of men, but God and the Holy Spirit who he's given you. Jesus himself would say, whoever rejects you, apostles, rejects me. So St. Paul received that and is passing it on. And so all these exhortations, the church says, we honestly, earnestly ask and exhort you in the Lord Jesus how you are to live, how you are to keep your lamps burning as Christian disciples. What does it look like? The instructions we gave you, not on our own, but through the Lord Jesus. We gave you the catechism, these instructions. Hashtag catechism in the year. You're supposed to be reading it to know the instructions that God himself gave us through the church, through the apostles. And the apostles knew who they were. This is the will of God for you as you live out the catechism. If you live out these instructions with which we exhort you to keep your lamps burning brightly with extra oil. That you ref- your holiness, right? First of all, that's what it's all about. That the, you are filled with God's love and outpouring to others with God's love for them. That you refrain from immorality. So it's not just about being nice people. According to myself, I'm a nice person. But avoiding what the church considers sin. Immorality. And then he goes on to specifically marital morality. Etc., etc. So... The way is there for us. There's a, lot, there's a lot more that the early church gave and we continue to teach. What does it look like? How do you have extra oil for your lamps? There are lots of ways that, that St. Paul would go into. A couple of details about that oil. First of all, it's weird. A lot of people scratch their heads with this gospel. When Jesus has the virgins, the, the wise ones say to the foolish ones, the foolish ones say, here, come give us some of your oil, because we have run out. We were kind of foolish, short-sighted, selfish, not living according to the morality of the church, not putting God first in our lives. But now we want to change. And yet Jesus has the wise ones say, nah. And I always was, was struck, well, wouldn't, want, wouldn't Jesus want you to love your neighbor and that would be enough? No, because that's the second commandment. The first one is make sure that your own relationship with God is first. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, 
with all your soul and with all your strength. And from that, you'll have leftover to share with others. But if you don't have that, you can't. That may, may not be enough for us and for you. But it's interesting, this one, this one time you see Jesus saying, well, there's a time when God comes before your neighbor. Don't give to God your own salvation. Don't give your neighbor, don't forsake for the sake of your neighbor, your own salvation. That's love that's twisted. So it's your neighbor first, so God first. We keep our oil lamps filled with extra oil. And then lastly, it says all the virgins, all the maidens, all the Christian disciples, they all became drowsy. Not a single one actually did stay awake. Which gives me a little bit of comfort. Raise your hand if you feel like at times in your life you probably fell asleep in your faith, right? Just a little bit? He said they all would. But we're encouraged to make sure that we therefore strive maybe a little extra when we actually are awake in our faith, living it as we should, how we pray to God, how we choose to put others ahead of ourselves and God first ahead of ourselves, how we spend time before Him in adoration, how we go to confession, not when we're, like, when we're desperate right before we die, but maybe go to confession lots of times in our life. Receiving the Eucharist, receiving moments of, of grace through prayer and, and love. Why we don't settle for the minimal? Well, Father, I kept all the holy days of obligation. Is that enough? All 52 plus 5. Is that enough? Well, if you realize that you're probably going to fall asleep in the faith at some point, you might want to do more. You might not want to settle for the minimal. We need God's grace. And not just a tiny bit of it. We need a lot of it. And look, the temptations are real. The struggles are real. For us to barely fill our, 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 our lamps with just enough and then squander our light in a thousand sins or temptations or other things we get lost in. You look at our American society today, and I'll end with this. We really do give the world the best of ourselves. We give money, pleasure, power, entertainment, the best of ourselves, the most of ourselves. We, exquint, we exhaust our, our lamps there. How much oil? How much time do we spend filling up the oil? So little. So little time with God in prayer, loving our neighbor, ministering in the church community. We don't have time. We're too busy. Doing what? And at some point, our Lord's warning us, when you don't expect it, but after a long period of time, 2,023 years and seven months, where are we? Eight months, nine months? Um, you're out of time. Are your lamps still even burning at all? Or did you long ago run out of oil? We ask the Holy Spirit to rekindle the light of Christ in our hearts. By the way, that is that baptismal moment when you receive the light of Christ, the candle. That's the very same image that you hopefully keep burning in how we live our lives. That candle that you received our baptism, the candle, the light of faith, the light of hope and love, the light of the sacraments in our lives, the light of our devotion to the church. Lord, deepen our commitment to this. Renew our hope in you. Keep our lamps burning. If they've gone out through sin, Lord, we go to confession, especially tonight, go to confession to reignite that light that perhaps was extinguished. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.